Okay. Um, what is going on, people? I don't know why the theme song did not play, but it is what it is. What is going on, people? Happy Sunday to everyone, wherever you are. Um, I'm happy today. I'm happy today. But that's that that's on, that's only because you know uh, a certain team chose not to inflict. Well, not not that they didn't. Not that they chose not to inflict total sadness on me. They just couldn't. You know, if we're if we're being fair. Uh, but you know, welcome to another edition of the Foodie Fantasy Podcast. Uh, comes to you live every Sunday at at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Chuki's joining us from the West Coast. What's going on, bro? How you doing? Doing good, doing good, doing good. Yeah, so. I, I, my brother, I see the glory of the Lord shining all over you today. Yeah, it's a, a good Sunday. I mean, there's no blood on the floor, so. <laughs> exactly. There was no red wedding today, you know. Um Allah, what's going on, bro? I see you're wearing a you know your yeah your, your sweater looks your your sweater looks quite festive as opposed to what your team looked like today. Exactly. That's that's why I'm wearing it. We were in the festive spirit. We were like, okay, let's not let's not you know we, we go we go way back with man united we can't be just killing you guys every time we come to our field so i was like okay let's just celebrate christmas let's share out points let's not give you zero points and seven zero again so festive spirit but to be serious um it was the church carol service today and the silent blind was probably the best song of the, of the, of the silent, silent night. night. <laughs> but it was a silent night at Anfield. The, the fans did not even sing. We were terrible. I know we we're going to the performance, but that was yeah. awful. And yeah. I mean, if anybody slept up during that match, I don't blame them. I, I, I really don't. I really don't. Especially, especially the neutrals. But uh, before we go any further, you know, <clears throat> we are on YouTube. Follow us on YouTube at Footy Fantasy and on Twitter, well, X. We are uh, Footy AD Fantasy, and on Instagram we are at Fantasy Footy. Um, we also post like we also post, I guess like summaries of these podcasts that we do every Sunday. Um, that that should be up, I guess, within maybe the next twenty four to forty eight hours. And there are also like match reactions and several other types of uh, analysis that get posted on the youtube channel and instagram channel and i think twitter as well um but look let's let's dive straight into um to what we just saw today you know before we went live before we went live uh chucky was saying that he actually fell asleep um and you know it that that game was a snooze fest it was a bore fest not only and and i mean i will i, I will agree with the sentiment that it it was a bore fest um, but you know, we expected Liverpool to do better. Chucky, did you did you did you think we got away with one or Liverpool were just dead food today? I think both. I think both. I think I've seen more. I've seen um, preseason um, preseason games with more intent and Facts. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the heck they offered up to us today, um, yeah. it looks like it looked like um, <clears throat> it looked like both teams were kind of tentative. I, I don't know what's going on with Liverpool. I'll say this based on the evidence of today and being, you know, like I eat up Man United football like almost daily. Has the daily match. Yeah. Um, I can tell you this is a very terrible Manchester United team. Like we're in, we are in the desert when it comes to the football, 
right? I don't yeah. talk about the glazers or ownership or drama or other stuff you guys have decided to consume because we're not winning trophies anymore. I'm talking about, I'm talking about football on the pitch is in the desert. Yeah. For a title contender, a trophy contender to come up and offer this, Liverpool should be investigated if they end up winning this trophy at the end of the season. I agree. It would be, <laughs> it would be a bigger miracle than raising Lazarus. Based on, I agree. I mean, they're just terrible. I mean, yeah. terrible. Uh, Chelsea was bad. Chelsea was poor against United. Liverpool was just as poor without conceding goals. Um, for United, I mean, everything they did was kind of what we expected. They showed up without a reliable plan to score a goal. We know that. The surprise, I think, is they showed up with a plan not to concede, which is new this season, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ten Hag going to the... I don't know if it's the absence of Bruno that forced his hand, and he he went to the minor, um, not just having minor uh, Amrabat in the in the middle, but having them stay and protect and shield uh, Evans and Varane. Um, for sure, I mean, people have seen. Uh, Social had this um, had the same um, setup. Ragnik came in with a narrow formation and found out very quickly that you know um, his ideas were more um, theoretical. When it, um, when it came to implementing and United, he went back to this double pivot or whatever you want to call it. Um, this two mm-hmm. holding, uh, this two holding eights or two holding sixes. Um, and Ten Hag, after how many games now of trying his suicidal um, one DM and having two, two one eight and a ten or two tens up high with Bruno and McTominay or sometimes Casemiro. I like to remind people that Casemiro was the highest goal scorer on the team before. Um, things you know went down south with him. Now McTominay just basically <laughs> took over the mantle, and so it's the same thing, the same plan. Yeah. Um, and now we've seen the clean sheets. Liverpool never looked like scoring. Um, yeah. So that's to me, that's the only surprise. I thought we were just going to get to Liverpool based on historical um, things that happened in, um, in other games. That I, th- I thought we were just going to get massacred at Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, especially knowing that they have to. If they won, they would have. Um, um, top of the table. I, I thought that was enough motivation, but obviously, you know, I think sleeping pills were probably passed out. <laughs> Melatonin <laughs> MC. <laughs> let, let me take let me take some comments uh, before I come to you, Allah. Um, I don't know who this is. If you're commenting from Facebook, put your name behind your comment. That way, we know who you are. Uh, I'm happy today. I am happy. I'm happy. Took uh, his face. At the chose not to. Maha, allow feeling the Christian spirit. Spirit, yeah, man. Like Santa came early. Uh, <laughs> higher goals. I think we forget that most Liverpool v Man United games are historically horrible. Well, not the last two. <laughs> not the last two. <laughs> uh, the last few seasons were an anomaly. That's true. That's true. That's true. All I have, like, because let let me paint. I mean, of I mean, of course, you know what. Um, I mean, anomalies are. It's easy to say anomalies, but when does do anomalies go into start becoming trends, right? The trend, exactly. Exactly, exactly. No, it's anomaly for Man City to win the treble. Yeah, yeah. it's anomaly. Exactly. So. Uh all the random face comments are from Mr. Zimabachi. Okay, shout out to Zimabachi. Uh I'm glad. I'm glad you're just as happy as I am. <laughs> I get that Bruno's absence. And I, I, I'm go, I'm gonna go to that point, but 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 Allah, what do you like? Because I mean, of course, you know what was going through the heads of us United fans. Um, I mean, I personally was just hoping for, you know, you, for you guys to keep it to like four goals. That's what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Um, were you, bro? Like, were you seriously just disappointed? Had 
at the lack of cutting edge that you guys that you guys had today? It's not the lack of cutting edge. Um, I uh, nailed it. I think we've. I think maybe because in this era where everything gets blown a lot. Okay, seven zero. Yeah, it's it's a big scoreline. But people just expected United to come there and be slaughtered. I didn't expect that, and I'll tell you the reason why. It, it, this is this Liverpool Man United fixture is one that defies logic a lot of times. There were times when we were really bad under uh, when Ferguson was there. And United were cleaning out title after title. Yeah. But we'll go to Old Trafford, we'll beat you guys, we'll beat I you guys coming away. And I United will still win the league. I remember that's that. what happened. Now, so conversely, what has happened was I remember um two seasons ago, Liverpool won four five zero at Old Trafford, then one four nil. And then we were coming to Old Trafford under ten high. Yeah. And everybody was like, Oh, we're going to come in there to smash them. Yeah. And what happened? United won. <laughs> United won when everybody said we were going to smash them. And then what, the funny thing was the reverse fixture. United were coming in with confidence to Anfield because every Liverpool were really bad at that stage. Like if, if I can remember before the match, Gary Neville was lording it up. He was like, "Man, we guys were coming to Anfield to win," and then you guys lost seven zero. So yeah. that's why I, I didn't go into this match with outrageous confidence. I felt we would win, but I didn't. I didn't go into into it thinking we would win three zero. I just felt maybe we would make it one nil, two nil. That's what I went into the match with because Ayo is right. Historically, this fixture does not, it's not a free-flowing game. This fixture is the biggest in England, English football. So it's usually tight, it's usually edgy. You could see the fans today. We straight away you could recognize that these guys were thinking, this is United. Even though United are bad, it's still my United against Liverpool. So the players were a bit edgy. And I think the scoreline from the previous fixture just blew things out of proportion. People just thought, oh, that's going to happen again. It wasn't going to happen again. So for me, the biggest um, takeaway was not the lack of cutting edge, but the lack of composure. It was these players bought into the history of the fixture. And that's a mental block. And that, for me, is more worrying than the football we play. It was a mental block today. Those players, you can see Salah was not completing five-yard passes. Sobosla was passing the ball into touch every time he got the ball, was passing the ball out. That's our new Steven Gerrard in quotes. He was, he was useless passing the ball out of play all game. Not only him, many players were just, even Trent, you could see Trent, he was doing crossfit balls straight into touch. It was a mental block today. And that's worrying for me. When, because you, say mental, when you say mental block, do you mean like they came in there with believing the hype that, you know, United was going to get blown away? Was it like overconfidence or? I, I would hope not. I would hope not. I hope it was not overconfidence. I, I think it was more along the lines like because United didn't fold within the first 15 minutes, I think those players started thinking, oh, it's going to be one of those days. I think if we had gotten an early goal, it might have flowed well. I think after the first 15 minutes, when they saw that, oh, United are actually composed there, they're defending well. They actually, you're even carrying a threat. Okay, you didn't have any shots, but United were carrying a threat. I think that started making the players doubt themselves that, oh, this is not going to be easy. Not, not because they were overconfident. They just thought maybe, okay, we, we score first and then to go. And then they couldn't, they couldn't score first. And that was the problem. Um, the biggest issue for me is that um, we got away with it because I, I think United could have snuck it. You had a couple of one-on-ones. I think we actually, United had clearer one-on-ones than we did. I mean, that one-on-one, he could just have slid it past Alison. But, but to be honest, any seasons could have won. Alvin is a um, one. He's a good one on one goal. Yeah, he's good at one on ones. No, so you should, you should have not had any kind of fear with one on ones when it comes to United. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So overall, 
I, I'm happy we didn't get beat, but I would have expected three points. I think United people. It, it's it's like a wounded animal. Even club said it before the, the match. It was like these guys have professional pride. I know we all jest and troll them, but these guys, I'm sure they read some of the stuff we troll them about. No, no player wants to go there and be seven zero again. These hey. guys have professional pride. No, but hey. even though you guys had a lot of injuries, even the players that like normally won't play. Even though they were not there, they didn't play when it was 7-0. But I'm sure they read about it. So they were like, we don't want to go there and get eliminated. So there's professional pride. All said, Liverpool, if we really want to win the league, we should still have tried to get three points. But I'm just saying that it doesn't matter. Because let me give you the final example before you go to the next. When Liverpool won the league 2020, we played 27 matches, won 26 out of the first 27 matches. Which game did we draw? Man United. <laughs> So that's that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. it. It's, it's just yeah. that's the way it is. Historically, that's the way it is. United Liverpool is just a weird fixture. It's not it, it's not logical. There's no reasoning with it. That's it. Yeah, Chuki. Let me ask you about this. Let me let me ask you about this comment from Ayo because I was thinking about that as well while the game was going on because I think Amrabat and uh, Kobe Mane were immense today. In addition with mm -hmm. I mean with with Varane as well. I, th I thought Brown was our best player by the way. Uh but. Do you think that Bruno being absent forced this coach to play that double pivot? Not only play the double pivot, ask them to sit. Because this is my thinking. Without, with, without the Bruno Fernandez suspension, we see the same formation, right? We see the, we see the same we see the same two uh, forward pivots of Bruno and uh, and um, and Scott McTominay just flying forward like headless chickens and leaving the D DM by himself. Do yeah. you think it was a blessing in disguise that Bruno got suspended? Depends on what you're talking about. So here, there are two things that are evident today. That, and 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 the way things play out doesn't mean you know what I'm trying to say is that this causality, right? And what caused Liverpool to play the way they did today might not be a constant if Bruno was there if bruno was there you take the variable bruno and you just drop him into the united squad today we might win this we might we might i agree yeah today we might need but bruno is bruno for united he's one singular player that basically impacts the architecture of the united Store and how they play right he's a very he's a non he doesn't he doesn't play possession ball he's like uh you know, he's like a NFL quarterback, right? He yeah. gets the ball, he slings it, right? Um, yeah. So him coming out today, and we and us not having anybody to replace him, Ericsson, not in the squad, Mount not in the squad. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if, the, if this is a coach decision. He just deploys the resources, and the only resource he has is McTominay, and McTominay is not a Bruno. So therefore, I think the team conforms to the Bruno absence based on their own ability. That so, sorry, have no but my Never going forward, Amrabat is never going forward. So therefore, now we have a shield, right? Except, I, except I, I see an interview from Ten Hag and say, "Yeah, I purposely, intentionally told the players to sit in front of my defense." Other than that, I think it's just a very organic let, fallout of one of being into. In, in, okay, in Shuka, let me ask the question another way. Do you think okay. Ten Hag? Do you think Ten Hag would have played a midfield of Bruno Fernandez? Amrabat and Kobe Mainu had Bruno had Bruno 
not been suspended, do you think would have left McTominay out of the squad? I mean, out of the first 11, just to play uh, Amrabat and Kobe Menu in front of the defense? No, no, he, he would not, he, uh, he would not okay. have uh, done that. And the evidence is based on your fighting for a life in Champions League UCL, which all the sweat, the blood and tears from last season were just to make it to UCL. So yeah. you have the last game to just kind of win against a team that has already qualified. You show me your best hand, right? And ETH has shown he's been consistent with what his best hand is. His best hand does not include our best number six, who is Maino. Yeah. You know, and I think the conflict there is because he's a young player, right? Yeah. Maino doesn't start this game if Bruno, if Bruno is available. It's going to be Bruno Amarath and McTominay, and we would have conceded goals because we will have that. I agree. Now we have a delta, we have a big enough separation in midfield for Liverpool to be comfortable at home and to do whatever they want to do with us. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let, me, let me just take comments real quick. Uh, I think this is Benvindo. <laughs> Mine goes, no jokes on Onana, Barca youth product today. <laughs> um, and this might, be, this might be Benvindo again. He goes, agreed on Ola's point. From what I saw, there was too much fear from both sides. But once, but once we realized the scouts were every bit as afraid, we dug in. And that's how we feel about it. Okay, maybe it's, this is about Susan Mabachi. Um, and then he goes again. Uh, this is why I'm happy because it's good response mentally from United. It, it is it is good response. It is good, it is good response. Yeah, without Bruno, we were devoid of splitting of a splitting force. So he would have so he would have played. I agree with that on the basis that. Our sole plan to score would have been passed through Bruno, and as such, would have not been defensively resolute. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I think he would have played McTominay and Amrabat and Bruno if he was available. He would want another attacking route via McTominay, even if that would have weakened us. That is true. That is 100%. true. Um, look, I, I, I just think today's today's just further proof that look. Manchester United is as confused as football teams come. You know, uh, there is, there is no. Let, let, I mean, and I, and I, I, we, I can sit here and troll Liverpool about you know them not scoring or whatever. But the simple fact is, if United, if United knew what, uh, if if that team knew what it was doing, at least offensively, you know, maybe we could have created some chances or maybe even scored a goal. Um, the, the the front three of Anthony Garnacho and Hoyland today were absolutely poor. Liverpool did not even bother to defend today. They did not. They did not bother to defend, especially when you see the way Trent Alexander-Arnold plays football. Right? Uh, the man. The man does. And I think this is it's it's special, like specific instruction from the from his coach that bro, just move into the midfield, create create an extra an extra creative source in that midfield. And, you know, if any, any sound footballing team would have taken advantage of Trent Alexander-Arnold today, and we did not do that. We did not do that. Ganacho had, I don't know, maybe 70, 60-something-odd minutes to do that. Didn't do shit. Um, Marcus Rashford came in and, you know, I mean, nothing happened. Uh, Rasmus Hoyland, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm getting worried now for Rasmus Hoyland. You know, uh, I, I, I was I posted in the chat the other day. The man is the, the man is not scoring. is He's on the yeah. list. He's on the and list. He's missing big chances. He's missing a lot of big chances in the Premier League. You know, he's on. He's in the top five of 
you know, most uh, missed big chances in the Premier League. It is December. It is December 17th. Uh, Would you expect that from a young player, though? I mean, not to get uh, on the No, I hear that. No, I hear that. I've never that. been in a league like, I, you know, at, at this level before. Chucky, I hear it. I don't know. Chucky, I hear it. I don't know. Darwin, I don't know about the youth thing. I don't know about the youth thing. Yeah. Darwin Nunes was also young player in his first season. Right? Um, and yeah, Nunes was 22 when he came. And I, I, I understand, okay, yeah, maybe the, the reason why I said I don't buy the youth thing is he's scoring goals in the Champions League. So what's the block? <laughs> okay, let's not do that today. It's different. Oh, like, oh, Champions oh. League football is different from international football. It's different from league football. We all know this. This is a tournament. Ferguson, 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 who plays for Brighton, he's just 19, going to be 20. Yeah. And he yeah, has, yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. Um, yeah, okay, it's true. Yeah. He's, been, he's been bred in this league, right? Let's, you know, let's not conflate things. He's been bred. Ferguson yeah. didn't come from like Switzerland or anything like that. He's, you know, he's been bred. Uh, Rune, At Rune the end McKay. of it all, zero goals, zero goals, zero assists, zero important goals, zero appearances. Assist. Okay, I'm not, okay, look, I'm not. I'm not here. I'm not here bashing. Did this happen to Darwin? Like when he first came, like it wasn't no, the same. Even no, no, he didn't have zero goals and zero assists before he came. Not in December. No, no. Chucky, that didn't happen to him. There's a period. There's a period when people were questioning his scoring ability, right? Even though he was like scoring boatloads in. Um, Chucky, the problem was he was missing a lot of chances, but he was scoring goals. Chucky. That's the thing. Nunes was scoring goals, but he was missing a lot of the chances. No, no, I'm not. I'm not even. Ireland is not the biggest problem you guys have. So, if for not, example, I'm not. not it's not the biggest problem. Not but the I just biggest mean problem. we cannot excuse it simply based on youth because we've seen young players who struggle. A young player that just came to this league that is a super intense league that. Some players take longer than others to bed in. It's not yeah, like fair point, fair point. I agree. Okay, yeah, I agree with I you. Agree. And it's okay. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying yeah. that. I'm just trying to make the point that um, us United fans, maybe, maybe we should start, you know, not panicking, but I'm scared. Personally, I'm scared because it is December. There are 14 days left in the year. And my okay. striker, my striker, has not scored one goal or assisted one goal in the league. That's all, all I'm saying. All I, I mentioned those two things, even though they might be, you know, they might be controversial, just because I was just quipping, right? Like if I wanted to go like in depth analysis, there are underlying issues there. There, there are, service, there are. right? There, are. like repeatable, repeatable, reliable service to a striker, so your striker understands this is something that's going to be happening, you know, very often, and he's not taking, you know, he's not, uh, he's not taking bad gamble. The boy has to gamble. Because nothing is like there's no structure, there's no. <laughs> For me, he had the best part. In my in my opinion, he had the best chance in the game today, and he, he flopped. And, and he's in the top. I think he's in the top. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I, I yeah, top five top of five player of strikers missing big. And this is the point. This is the point when it comes to repeatability and reliability. He's taking. He's missing these big chances like somebody that's not used to getting these big chances. I agree with you, Chucky. And in fact, the fact that the fact that Matt Tominay is the, the fact that Matt Tominay is present in that team and is playing so high up might be affecting her, her, I mean Hoyland's Hoyland's goal scoring ability. Maybe that's the thing. But I'm just saying, as a United fan who is in the absolute mud this season, watching my striker with 14 days left in the year have zero goals and zero assists, bro, I'm scared. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm scared. No, 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 Manchester United striker. I'm talking about young and just came to the league. Marshall has been there for like what 30 years. Oh, let's he's yeah. The, he scored one, he scored one legal. We have one striker on record that scored a yep. legal. Yep. One goal, and that's yep. Marshall. 
So yep. there's an issue that is very structural, uh, yeah. right? It is. It is. It is structural. It is structural. Um, but anyway, look, I'm, I just I just want to hammer on the point that last season when we uh, when we held seven at Anfield, people were going into that game. United fans were going into that game. Even Liverpool fans too. I heard Liverpool fans telling telling us that look, we're scared of what Ten Hag is building at Manchester United. Yeah, they were yeah. scared. They were genuinely scared. They thought they, they thought we we're gonna you know go there. Maybe not absolutely cook them, but at least you know show up and 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 rock things at Anfield. Um, and today, I mean, nobody ex- nobody expected anything less than a two three zero loss for Manchester United today. And the way the way things look, the Bible says God uses the stupid things of the world to confound the wise. There is no better example of that today. Uses the weak things of the world to confound the strong, bruv. I am over here preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching on a Sunday. I didn't even go to church. <laughs> I didn't even go to church, but I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm just happy that I do not get to go to bed today with depression in my mind. I'm grateful that I don't. I'm, I'm not over here just, you know, cussing out players and cussing out the coach. <laughs> even though I think, I think, even though I don't, you know, believe in this coach anymore. I'm just glad I don't, I'm not sitting here pissed. And absolutely feel that, that's why I said I'm happy. Where's Linger? Hold on, I have a question. Where's Linger? Where's Linger in the chat? Where are you? Scouts lady, where are you at? Bola, where are you at? Now, where is this man? Seriously, I'm representing, I'm representing Scouts. Let them come and represent themselves. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That we were in the festive spirits. We just talk like, look, no, we, we can't no, let no, you guys keep suffering. Let's let's just share this point. Let's let us all be happy. One love, peace and harmony. All of all of that, you know. But tactically, I I, I want to point out some things. I'm club yeah. because it's easy to talk about Ten Hag. I said, oh, you should have done this. I thought that club club didn't cover himself in glory today. Um, when the game was still in balance, when when the game was in balance, in glory, no, he, he he made a couple of errors. He made a couple of errors. When the game was in the balance, he took out one of our midfielders. And went for four 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 two. Who did he take out? So we had two we had Trent and Endo in the middle, and then put Gomez at right back. And that period, even on the commentary, the 15 minutes or so in that period, United that was when United were at the most dangerous because we had gaps in midfield. You guys were just running through us, creating true passes. And it took him a while to like figure out that like, oh look, 15, 20 minutes of this, this is going bad, we could lose this. So that's when he now brought Scottish Jones and Elliot on mm-hmm. to like tidy up that midfield. Um, I don't think he put Gapo on the right. Gapo do, doesn't normally play on the right. Last season, Gapo scored twice against United, playing off from the left. I don't know what he was thinking, putting Gapo on the right. That was a bad decision. So he, he thought, I think, um, what's he saying? Um, I think people were saying that, yeah, there was fear. I wouldn't go as far as saying fear. I just think United created doubts in our minds. Like, I know you guys were going to sit back. Everybody in United was going to sit back. But we just, we couldn't pass. It was so bad. We couldn't pass five yards to each other. When the, Salah could not control, Salah that can control the ball with his eyes closed. He could not control the ball. We just passed. It was just so bad. So I, I just think it's one of those, it, like I have said, this kind of fixture, Man United, Liverpool, there's no logic to it. We were going in as favorites. We didn't win. Last season, United were coming in as favorites. We lost 7-0. When we went to Old Trafford as favorites, we lost. Heavy. Heavy. Yeah, that's what I mean. So there's no logic to this. Uh, it's okay. just one of those. We just have to write it off and just take the point because you know, um, I, I I am happy for you, Agakwami. That I mean, you're in a good mood. Celebrating a zero-zero win is always awesome. 
Blame Fair play to you. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. After yeah. water, no seven up today. Water, no, bro. No seven up. No seven up today. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I'm drinking water, bro. I'm that zero zero win. You know what? I'm, I'm telling you right now. That is, that is probably our best result this season. So far. of course, of course. That's the first thing I kept downfield without the beat. Yeah. To like, be fair. Yeah. And you know what's season. crazy? This season we haven't drawn a game. Mm -hmm. We haven't drawn a game this season until today. Yeah. The yeah. one game, the one game we're supposed to lose heavily is the one game we ended up drawing. Like, look, don't tell, don't tell me God is not good. Don't tell me God. Is not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chucky, Chucky, who would you, who would you say, who? I mean, of course, it was a, you know, I think it was a solid defensive performance from Rafa Varane today. That's, I just, I think he put in a hell of a shift. Who would you say was our, uh, was our best player on the United side? Um. I mean, Varane stands out uh, for me just because he's, he hasn't been in the team for what the, for reasons that hasn't really been explained. The coach has explained it, but it doesn't make any sense based on everything he's just no seen. Sense. It's, not like, it's totally contradictory to everything he's ever put out there. So I'll, I'll put that aside. Um, he he did well, but I, I want I'm, first of all he did well against Byron as well. So this is like you know he like did he did well against Byron. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, but Liverpool didn't offer that much, right? Um, but I'll put him there. I think, to me, what made a difference was Romano, right? Yeah. Having him there made a, it set just, just as Bruno sets the architecture of how the team will play. Mano mm -hmm. set the architecture of how the team will play by being disciplined and sitting deep. Not that he sat yeah. there the entire time, but being disciplined in that very in that um, that first phase of, of of play. I think I think he made a difference there. But as far as performance wise, just um, um, a Varane impact, I'll say Mano. Mano for me easily. Alash, do you, do you, um, Alash, do you think was do you think do you think was a penalty against Rickshaw? The one that came off his hand. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, well, I wouldn't say I think it was a penalty. I wouldn't say I think it was a penalty. I've seen them give it. So that's the problem. In Champions and, League. And, and, and let, let's, sorry? As in Champions yeah, I've seen League, them give it. Oh, Champions League, that's a pen. Champions League, that's a yeah. pen. Okay. Even the Premier League, I've seen, I've seen a couple given like that in Premier League. So it's crazy. It's, uh, I won't even go there. We, like, we, we, didn't, we didn't deserve a penalty, to be honest. I mean, we didn't play well enough to even deserve that call. Yeah. When, uh, and let's address this Michael Oliver thing. I, I, I feel it's, an, it's like an example of why I always say these guys are arrogant for nothing. This, mm -hmm. this referee. What's that all about? Why are you giving this guy two yellow cards? No. For what? Yeah. For what? Yeah. Okay, he, he was angry. Players are entitled to be angry. It was not even a throw-in for Liverpool. It was a throw-in for Man United. So why, why are you giving him two yellow cards? And this happened two weeks ago for Lewis Dunk against Brighton. Two yellow cards within a few seconds. Yeah. These referees are incompetent. And I'm going to go on a rant about referees again. I'm sorry. But they are just terrible. <laughs> All of them are terrible. They are woeful. And they want respect. They want respect. They'll say, oh, we don't want dissent. If you do your job properly, people will yeah. respect you. Yeah, well, you guys are not doing your job properly. So why, why are you giving... Do you know Do you know the total amount of red cards this season? We've exceeded for last season. We've exceeded the whole of last One season. Third, yeah. One third of the way through the season. We've exceeded total number of red cards compared to the total last season. Because our web came in this season and said, oh, crack down dissent. We don't want dissent. We don't want dissent, but you are still terrible at your jobs. Yeah. You don't want players to give out to you. Um, Van Dijk, for example, he got a red card against Newcastle. He said, oh, effing joke. Next thing, they added one, one extra game ban just for that. Bam, on top of his head. Extra game, just because he said effing joke. He didn't even say this referee is an effing joke. He just said the decision is an effing joke. 
bam, wreck, extra, extra game ban. It's crazy. What are these guys doing? They're so arrogant and pompous. What's he giving that record to Dalo for? Why? Why? 94th minute. The game is even almost over. The yeah. game is almost yeah. over. What are you doing that for? Yeah. It's crazy. No, they are, they are terrible. They get worse each year, but they still want respect. How does that work? It doesn't work. They get worse work adding more regulations. Like, it, 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 it just makes no sense. It, it doesn't make sense. All I say is around, but my brother is not around, man. You're like 100% spot on. Like, it makes zero sense. Like the pressure cooker of this uh, this very very commercialized league, where they've added games and this these players are tired. They're tired. In mm -hmm. December they're already tired. They play yeah, you know, they, and the, they and they're adding like ten minutes extra to games. Exactly, they're playing excessive amount of games, and this guy just busted a god chasing. I don't remember Salah, right? Chasing yeah. Salah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and did what he needed to do, and felt. I mean, that's just like venting at that point. Let the player vent. Right, let the player yeah. vent. Yeah, just energy yeah. being released. That's all. It has. There's nothing personal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Given the yellow. Exactly. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. But no ego. Right. Ego. 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 Yeah. That's the whole point of this. This. Um. The whole underlying issue around this. Um. What they call dissent is ego. It's ego. What's yeah. dissent? Why is dissent bad? What? What, what is, is dissent? Dissent is basically I don't do what you just said. What's wrong? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. nature. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we can disagree right. and move on. <laughs> what do you make yeah. land down like some kind of dictator? Get that thing out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and they're doing to the managers too. They're doing to the managers. They're, so the managers managers yeah. they're giving managers are missing games now this season. I think yeah. has missed the game. I think Klopp has missed. He has collected three yellow cards. The Brighton manager has missed. The managers are missing games because they're Bro, just. I saw Emma, managers I saw are not get a yellow card earlier today for trying to stop a fight. <laughs> like what? <laughs> How? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like a, another game within the other game. Like it has nothing to do with what's really going on, on the pitch. So why introduce? Like we don't need the soap opera. Like we don't. It's, There's enough soap opera on the field. Like you don't need to create this next level of, you know, blah blah blah. And this. Oh, Tenaga is going to game too. Tenaga, yeah. Right. This is specifically this descent. This is the reason why I hate this one. This is specifically between the refs and everybody else on that pitch, whether it's the manager, coaches, and players. It has nothing to do with the game. Yeah, I mean, it mm -hmm. might have something to do with the game, but for, uh, other than that, the, the direct impact on the game is zero. It's just literally how the, the, the ref feels. Like, oh, I yeah. don't like how that player or how that manager Now, was, now, uh, now, now, now we're giving yellow cards. Now That's we're giving yellow cards because the ref feelings are hurt. That's it. Yeah, ego. Like, yeah. took his head. Ego. Ego. Yeah. yeah. Ego. Let, before we start talking about Champions League, let me take comments before we start talking about Champions League. Um, so, Dio goes, Bruno is a creative player, but not ev but not very hardworking, not a runner. Oh, wow. That's totally that. wrong. Uh, today, you needed hardworking players, so it wasn't Bruno, a Bruno-type game. There are many no, games Dio. you need his vision and creativity. I do not agree with that, Dio. I don't mm. agree with that. Um, so Zimabachi goes, we don't have that, we don't have kind of sticky, aggressive players to unsettle someone like Trent. And that's sad because he is not extremely press resistant. Well, it's sad for multiple reasons. Um, Balls joined. Uh, Ayo goes, Harland has been underwhelming, but our attacking play has been very, very poor. Facts. Uh, he goes further and says, we also Absolutely. do not play to his strengths. Okay. Let's not talk about his strength. I don't even know what the man's strength is. I guess, I guess he's a powerful <laughs> runner. 
you know, that's it. Uh, Suzuma Badger goes, I'm not scared about the resource. Herland is not a terrible striker, I feel. Uh, he has, he just has no support, no regular creative supply. What worries me is how dude's confidence will be. Man, either way, I think we aren't good for dude right now. Suzuma Badger goes again. Uh, now we need them to come and spread chess like they were early this week. <laughs> Queen and Bad Scouts. That's true. I agree. Where's Linger spreading chess now? Where's your little club fan or whatever? The, whatever. Where's Linger? Yeah, where's Linger? Some listen, somebody please call 911. Somebody call 911. Somebody put out an amber alert because Linger has apparently been kidnapped. We don't know where she is. She's she's please leave the cow screen out of this, man. Yeah, please, please, please. Shout out to Dalo and Baran. Uh screw M Oliver. Facts. Uh we had 10 players out. Zumabachi again. Uh LMAO today is enough to make an agnostic like me a believer. Bro, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> um, it's between Baran and Menu for me. Like the essence of leave it all out there. True. Talking about man of the match. 0 0 in Anfield without Aaron Wambisaka. Hmm, I wouldn't say much. Ayo, don't even go there. Let's not, let's not do that. Ayo, let's not do that. Nah, bro, let's not do that. Have some shame. Have some shame. <laughs> that is never a pen. His hands were not outside his natural silhouette, which is the law. There's I no law. There's no law about Tenag has missed a game. So, yeah, he has missed a game. Yeah, missed yeah, a game. yeah. Uh, he missed the everything game, I believe. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Champions. Let's talk about Champions League. Um, well, I don't shame me. I was not in Champions League. I was not in Champions League. Why are you asking me to comment on Champions League? Please. This is, you don't want to shame me. Aya has to be trolling us, bro. Aya has to be. <laughs> He's trolling me. Aya is trolling me. Why is he putting me to talk about Champions League? <laughs> but, 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 who, who, who to you, um, uh, Tricky, would, well, you know, who would you say is your most impressive team in the Champions League this season so far? Oh, the, to me, um, impressive team. Um, I don't know about impressive team. I'll say impressive result, Dortmund. Um, mm -hmm. To top that, their, their, their group is just interesting and just yeah. something I didn't expect at all. Um, yeah. I would say they're, you know, they might even be a dark horse. I know we're about to talk about dark horses. Uh, mm -hmm. But that result is is just that's, that's outstanding, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. If you look at all the, the teams that top their um, their groups, they're the ones that kind of stand out. And like, hmm, I don't, I wonder how they got there. Um, yeah, they, I agree. I mean, they're a team that could have won their league, you know. But they remind me of Spurs. They have this bottling spirit. <laughs> Um, that kind of hovers. That's one Butlin company. <laughs> just, like, you know, it's probably recycling, you know, like earth free, you know, earth friendly bottling company. Exactly. Going on. Uh, climate climate change. I, I like Dortmund. It's like my second team. Like, I know that I got second team as well, but I kind of mm -hmm. probably follow them more closely than, than I do. Um, the other team I think that did really well was Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Copenhagen? Yeah. 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 They did well for the team, their size, for their resources. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. Goodness, they did very well. But you know, they're, they're in the same group United, so you know that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So, Cotty of Onan, they did well. Okay. Yeah. 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 Who's your Who's your own standout team? 
Well, yeah, I'm looking at Real Sociedad. To be honest, I, I didn't even know they topped their group. I just checked their group and I was like, wow, Real Sociedad topped their group ahead of Inter yeah. and Benfica. Yeah. Fair play. And okay. I think that's one of the reasons where um, the Premier League um, probably getting worried because of its coefficients. Because the Spanish teams, I can see Atletico Madrid top their group. Real yeah. Madrid top their group. Yeah. Um, so that three Spanish teams right away that top their group. Barcelona top their group. Four La Liga teams top, top their group. So this is where the coefficient problem is um, coming in because unfortunately it's like maybe Liverpool and Brighton and the other guys have to try and rescue England's coefficient because United and Newcastle have managed to dump it, <laughs> dump it in the bin. Because I'm looking at the coefficient points now. Syria is ahead of um, Syria and Bundesliga ahead of Premier League, which means it's dicey for that five spots. The top five spots is dicey now. It, it will require maybe Man City winning the Champions League or Liverpool going. Yeah, to maybe final. you guys can win. Maybe you guys can win the Europa League. That way, you can, um, you know. We'll do it for you. We'll do yeah, it for the culture. You. Thank you, my brother. We'll do it for the culture. We'll yeah, save you. So at least you can finish fifth and come to the Champions League and crash out again next season. Exactly. So that's what we'll do. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do it for you. But in answer to your question, Real Sociedad, they, they, they really imp- I didn't actually didn't know the top of their group until I looked at it this evening. And that's yeah. that's impressive because no, I'm not sure anybody would have fancied them to finish ahead of Inter and Benfica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot about I them. Agree. I correct. Agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, who who's who would you guys say is the uh, player of the group group stage? For for me, is the one and only Rasmus Hoyland. <laughs> because I mean, one, the, the guy is just a magician in this UCL. Like he just turning water into wine feeding up scraps or feeding him like a, a abandoned dog and he's like you know turning turning to a feast basically um I, I think he's done really well i mean this this is kind of why we thought we brought someone like him because it, it, his profile was like similar to like this tall traditional nine uh, we we're trying to go after kane not affordable because levy wasn't never going to make him afford, uh, available to any permissibly without uh, the King's Ransom. So he comes in um, and he shows, he, he shows like, yeah, in the league, I'm not doing anything, but, but on the world stage, which uh, well, is the European stage. So, yeah. Sorry, faux pas, not the world, just Europe. <laughs> on the European stage that, you know, I have arrived. Um, and that United team did not, they did not prioritize him. They didn't, they didn't prioritize how he played. They didn't prioritize his strengths. They didn't do nothing, but he was able to put um, product out on the street, you know? The guy can be a drug dealer, probably. So, you know, uh, I'll, I'll say Rasmus Hoyland because they obviously have a big bias as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my play of the term of the group stage, I mean, has to be Andre Onana, bro. Like, um, <laughs> like the, the, the kind of ability uh, you have uh, to have to single-handedly remove your team from a whole <laughs> competition. You know what's crazy? What's crazy about it? This is why I say it's play of the group stages. This is why. Like, the one match, the one game that Manchester United won in the group stage, it was down to him. Saving a last-minute penalty. Minute penalty. Yeah. And then again by himself, now removing <laughs> the same thing from the competition. You couldn't make this shit up. It's like building a sandcastle with your hands and then destroying the same sandcastle ca- castle with your feet. It's crazy. It's wild. So... Shout out to the man, bro. Shout out to the man. I, 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 I don't. I, I'm looking forward to how we cope when it goes to nation stuff. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Allah, who's your own player of the uh, group stage? 
Um, well, Jude Bennett, Jude Bellingham, I mean, he has stepped up for Madrid. Um, of course, it's Madrid, so you would always expect them to have players who thrive in that kind of condition. But I mean, that guy is just owning everything there. Just took on that number five shirt. Just, I don't know. It, I, I'm filled with pain saying it because Liverpool were tracking this guy for ages. Like, just toasting him and saying, we're just winking at him, flecking at him. And my guy just was stringing us along, stringing us along. And the next thing we just see him, he's, we see him killing in the villa in Madrid. <laughs> like, oh, wow, how did that happen? Liver, so it's Liverpool, painful, but... Chucky, Liverpool were chasing Instagram buddy. <laughs> Instagram buddy, man. Is it a strong thing? <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. I feel so bad because... It's long truth syndrome, man. Long truth syndrome. Long syndrome. Monitoring and monitoring FC. <laughs> and this was not even just money training. We were even sending our players to tap him up. We were sending the players trained. I remember Henderson at the World Cup, remember? Henderson and trained. They were tapping him up. They were taking him out. They were taking him for coffee. He already joined Liverpool. Sorry? I said, I heard that. You already joined that's what I mean. I think I was just springing us. When I said he was springing us along, I wasn't joking. I was not joking. He was springing us along. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm coming. Don't worry, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing we just saw him. In. All I was in all our pain. I was like, oh, wow, gracias. Bye-bye. Anyway, but I think, yeah, he has been very good in this Champions League. Um, but, I mean, it's not one of my business, I mean. The only reason why I'm just a bit interested in Champions League is because the teams are dropping out, coming into our Europa. I don't want them to come and complete our journey to that trophy. So please, <laughs> they, just, they just knock themselves out. No, no, please, the, only, the only team that is that could potentially mess up your Europa, maybe AC Milan. I mean, but then I don't even think AC Milan is strong enough to stop you guys from winning the Europa League. You know. And I have to praise God, Sevilla. Sevilla are out. They're not even there. Oh, Sevilla is in Europa. No, they, they finished bottom. Wow. Thank God for little messes. Thank God, dude. Thank God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they finished bottom of their group. If you have, have made mistake to drop in, it's over, man. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, oh it's, it's also over. over. If they had dropped in, they were winning it. That's it. It's over. Yeah. How about dark horses, Chucky? I know you were you were gonna mention uh maybe Dortmund as a as a shout for dark horse status. No, 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 Dortmund, they don't have, they don't have, the, they have the backbone to be a dark horse. I'll say Atletico okay. Madrid. Atletico. Um, mm. You need to be feisty, nice, nasty, and yeah. have at least you have the belief that you can do it. Uh, Atletico Madrid is an interesting team. They always, they always form like like their big team. They've won La Liga, so I don't know if that's. I, I like La Liga, but I don't know what what that means or how it translates anyway. Right? They won La Liga, but I, I, I never look at them and say, "Oh my God, look at this team that you know they we will." They're going to do something interesting or something very impactful on the field. So they have they have big belief. It might come from their leader, like you know their their mm -hmm. manager, just his personality. Um, mm -hmm. So that might be an issue. But sometimes, and they have some that they have you know um, they have some silky players now. You know, before they were just like industrial grade razor blades. Yeah. Uh, now they have some finesse um, in in the mix. Um, so I'll say that's the best bet. I'd love to say Dortmund because I love Dortmund. But I just know they just they're a bit of biscuit bone, man. They just that one are made of plastic. When yeah. it's time to be tough, they break. Exactly, yeah. just kind of break yeah. away. I don't know what's yeah, up with yeah, that. Yeah. But they might surprise folks. Let's see. They top their group. We'll see. But if I was going to choose right now, I'll I'll take steel versus the biscuit. I'll take mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. Atletico Madrid. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 putting Inter in the shout. You know, um, mm-hmm. just because Inter they have that they have that steel that you talk about, Chucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may not have the finesse. They may not have the kind of finesse that um, you know people like Manchester City will play with, or even the Barcelona uh, type of teams will play with. But they have enough going forward. I I, I trust Lautaro yeah. Martinez to deliver when it's time to. Uh, and Marcos Turam is he's putting a, a, a heck of a shift. So um, I, I'll I'll put them as maybe a possible dark horse. You know, and yeah, they, they, they don't have banana. They don't have banana though, and they don't have banana. The disrespect, the disrespect. This guy was Champions League goalkeeper of the tournament. He was, yeah. No, no, he was. No, no, no. The point I'm trying to make is they don't feel the absence of banana though. They don't feel it that much. Yeah, yeah. You know, young summer, yeah. young summer is you know fits like a glove into that team. It's it's you know. Um, this came to my mind. I'm just gonna shout out. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. That AC Milan goalkeeper man. Mignon. Oh my yeah. Yes. I, I, is, yeah, I like him. That like guy is him. a G, straight up, yeah, yeah, stand up guy, man. Shout out mm-hmm. to my, yeah, yeah. And his hairline is always yeah. on point too. His hairline is always on point. Yeah. <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> yeah. But look, my own dark horse. Yeah. The elephant that the elephant that is lonely at the top. Yeah, you guys are underrating them. Just wait, just wait. It's true. It's true that they've never won this competition. But I think they are going far this time. I'm not even messing. I'm not joking. I think they will go far. People are just because they, they have that spine now. They have that spine, and I think because <clears throat> they're probably going to get a striker in January. I, I I can feel it coming because I, they already said they want to sell in Ketia, and I think maybe Ivan Tony or maybe somebody. Oh, okay. And if they get that striker, that's it. They, they, I I feel they'll be in the final. Um, of course, I still love to throw them. I still like to see the elephant fall from wherever, from fifty stories high, <laughs> or whatever they're wherever they're sitting on. But I just think they'll go far this year. Um, there's something about our team now. They're grinding out wins. They're they have more steel. Like um, Chicky was saying, they have, they have steel. They have steel now. They're not flaky like before. Hmm. I hope they prove me wrong, but I just think they're going far. I think they're going I far just, this I time. Just, I just want to tell you, my brother, all of that. Um. This time in April, maybe towards the end of April, you and I will sit down on this same podcast and cook EJ. Absolutely. I'm telling you. Amen. Amen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's move to to the next topic. Uh, We have about, I'll say, 10 minutes left on the podcast. Um, Potter to Manchester United. As an outsider looking in. Even though you know you you want us to fail, <laughs> what do you think of this? Because I, look, let, let let me just I, you know I do not think Ten Hag is up to scratch. I I think I think he's out of his depth. But Potter, bro. Um. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's coming to wave a magic wand and just you know do <laughs> trophy analysis. So, so, just, <laughs> so just leave trophies. I'm happy to just be rising. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I think it was just rumor. I mean, let me just ask us. Do you guys follow your club more closely? Is the speculation, is it, is okay, it so founded me, speculation? Is it something that you think that traction? Let me put some context behind it. Let me put some context behind it. Um, I think that, and to correct me if I'm wrong, there was a point where the leadership at Nice was looking at Graham Potter 
as a as a as a as a coach for that team. I think it was at Brighton then. It didn't work out. So, you know, it it it, it kind of it it, it it didn't happen. And then um I one of the one of the like maybe director of football candidates or somebody somebody that is supposed to be in the leadership position picked by Jim Ratcliffe was mm-hmm. I think at Brighton at some point. And that person worked with Graham Potter. So like the links are there. There is history okay. between the Ineos group so, and Graham Potter and you know whoever so Ineos also had a Say that again? You know, it's also hard to, so you know, their admin group does just doing basically due diligence on these coaches, right? They have contingency plans in case like coaching, like uh, current coaches or managers. Don't yeah, work. Yeah. So they have like contingency plans of who they lined up, who they're interested in. And they look for generally, I would say young, but young is part of it. Uh, not overly exposed. You can tell most of so the people they like are people that are not overly they don't give an or Mourinho or yeah. you know, not overly exposed, but they want people that, that have this um, tact for more modern implementation, right? Yeah. So Tenag is there and Potter is there. And they are and Potter has to be on this. Why not? You know, he's because one failure, one failure doesn't um define the, the, the like we're we're done of those days on um Fergie and um Wagner, when a manager came in, you give them one chance, and if, you know, like, um, was the guy from Chelsea that came in and uh, Village Bow, oh, Village, Village Bow, yeah, yeah. or whatever his name was, yeah, people like that that they just give one chance in the or a couple, I think, went to Spurs as well, a couple of chances, yeah. and you know, you kind of discard them. So I don't think you discard Potter, um, but it is. I don't think it's a great fit. Personally, and anyway, I'm different from um, Oga Kwame. Like, I'm not in the camp of a manager has a bad season, get rid of him. Like, those days for me are gone. Like, they're way gone, totally gone. Like, in fact, to be in that era is to be in dreamland, right? And this, this has, this is still the remnants of Alex Ferguson being that dominant in his era, right? You used to scratch all that, like, just like it never happened, even though it did happen. You need to proceed like it never happened. In this era, what makes sense, right? We can't keep on gambling that if we bring in a manager, he might hit pay dirt. It's just not going to work because there's something such, this a group called the Glazers and they own United. Whether they own their 100% or not, they're about to maybe give 25% off. Either way, they are majority they owners United. of United and there's yeah. the way they work. There's no manager on, on earth that can come in work under those conditions and um, produce like premium um, output. It's just not going to happen. But is, is, is that not why, is that not why um, allegedly the Radcliffe gang are coming in to sort out the football side of things? Because I mean, we right. all understand, we all understand the Glazers have that influence, but the Glazers should now know that, okay, we are messing up the football side of things. Let's just hand it over to yeah. Radcliffe. And if, if it's, if it's so, then this Potter link, I don't think he has a personality for a club like United, to be honest. I don't think he has a personal personality. I'm not doubting his coaching ability. I just think United, Man United is such a big club. You need that force of personality. I think Tenaga has it, but I think Tenaga has it in an extreme way. Like he has that force of personality, but he's so unforgiving. <laughs> like, yeah. look, if you're if if you mess up your house. So yeah. um, 
Potter might probably coach better than Ten Hag, but Potter, I don't think, has the force of personality to handle the club of United size. That's my opinion from a neutral view. And yeah, so I'll have two things there. Like Ten Hag, I do agree to the, um, Ten Hag's village headmaster stick is just like overplayed. I'm, like, I'm done with it anyway. I mean, it was, it was exciting. Because, like, you, want, you want the players to get some fire, but after, after a while, you just kind of was like, it's clearly not working. And, and, and Tuki, it's not even only it's not even only the village headmaster thing. My thing is, you can be you can be heavy-handed, but you cannot be heavy-handed and not be even-handed. You know, and I don't mm, think Ten Hag has shown point. enough even-handedness. That's a very good point. No mm. balance there. Totally. Yeah. The second yeah. thing, a lot of the asterisks, the, the bigger the biggest asterisks ever that you ever see is all the contextual nuances that will be involved in this Ratcliffe 25% uh, acquisition of equity. We don't know what that mm -hmm. means. We don't know. So who's going to be, who's going to be providing the transfer kitty? Is it him? Is it, will he be giving us now our transfer, you know, our transfer budget like here? Take, we don't know what it means. So we, we do, so we get some clarification. They haven't even announced that they've ratified their- uh, We have not even announced, yeah, exactly. It's not official. Yeah. You know this mixture, and what's the mixture going to be? Like, I don't want to get like I'm not a merger and acquisition. I've dabbled in M and A. Yeah. But this A shares and B shares. What does that mean with the complexity of the not just the Glazer guys, the whole family that owns shares? Then what does that mean? So yep. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's coming in. You're coming into this big question mark on how you're going yep. to operate your environmentals, how you're going to be supported, how your vision is going to be supported. Yeah. So it's it's just not to me it's still very cloudy. Yeah. Yeah. Um let me let me take a comment from Prince Why what a mighty God I serve my brother Kwame as a renewed <laughs> look to life. Who good to see you smiling, even if not budget smile. Get out of here, bro. I hate you. <laughs> Don't worry, they are coming to Anfield next Sunday. Oh no, next I, I leave him. Leave him. <laughs> um, I mean I'm, I'm I'm on the whole part of thing, honestly, even I'm confused, and I don't think there's any United fan out there who is not as confused or even more confused than I am. I'm not gonna lie. When Ten Hag came, he was our god. He was supposed he was supposed to be the guy that would transform this football club and you know get us playing football. We I, I, and it's just not happening, you know. So my my thing is we United we we're operating from a place of fear sadness and lack of understanding so i'm not i don't even i don't even have i just know how i feel about the manager i know the manager is not making me feel happy he is not he's not giving me what i thought he would give me and mm -hmm. even though even though i even though i want him out i know that it's going to be disastrous if we get this guy out and get somebody it's like i'm i'm in a very conflicted place right now as a united fan and it's just it's just chaos all over the place. It's just chaos all over the place. And I don't I don't I don't think any United fan can say specifically with certainty what the problem is at Manchester United. You ask any Manchester United fan, what is the problem with your club? And the answer is everything. That was the answer two years ago. Like, how are we still in the same place? So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um well, let, no, I, I, you, I, said, I, you said hundred percent correct. That is we're in the same. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
two years ago, no doubts, no question. Yeah. And that's why I'm here. Like, I've, I've been really early. Like, I'm going to pat myself on the back because of just the high emotional intelligence here. I've been early in saying, like, when they were trying to sack Solskjaer, it was terrible. It was, like, that part when it looks like there's a player mutiny. You felt like players weren't playing for the manager anymore. It, it felt terrible. Mm -hmm. But I knew behind that, because of what now we know about the Blazers, I knew behind that that there was no redemption. Yeah. Certain. There's, no, there's no outlet there. That the most you yeah. get is a bump from a new person, and you get and back it. to the same environment. That is and it. that's it. That is it. That is it. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, and, and that's... I, and no, no United fan, no United fan can, you know, refute that point you just made, Shuki, that, you know, you get you get any new blood in right now, and the best you get is a bounce at best. That's it. And then it just goes flat again after maybe a year and a half or so. So, um, anyway, uh, did you get to look at the thread that EK and created second and hugging solution? The rabbit's hole goes deeper than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we, let, let, we need to wrap this up. So let's just go ahead, go ahead and do our kudos and donkey of the week. Kudos. Ola, let's start with you. Kudos. Jeez. <laughs> I don't think I'm prepared for this. I just know, I know my donkey. I know my donkey, but man, kudos. Who do I want to give kudos to? Uh, let's see. Can you come back to me? <laughs> I have donkey. Donkey is in my head, but I don't have kudos. So kudos. I know who your donkey is, Allah, by the way. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Kudos. <laughs> kudos for me is that I don't know their name, so forgive me. Uh, the female referee that took their first, um, the first female referee to... Um, what game was that? Officiate, you know, I don't even know. I just saw the news yesterday. Okay. <laughs> to, to officiate in the Premier League. And with her, the, I think the second black referee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, the last black, 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Like in the last... Almost double uh, uh, two decades or something like that. Yeah. So whoever yeah. they are, congratulations! You guys are yep. trailblazers and pathfinders for all that you know, all those that will follow behind you. And it's just yeah. crazy to think about that. Like the female yeah. one is uh, is a man's man's game, so we, I get the integration might be slower. But to have a person of color <laughs> not to officiate the game in like yep almost twenty years is in almost twenty. That's crazy. Like that yeah, means you don't have a crazy. pipeline. You don't have a diversity pipeline. Basically. There's no pipeline, exactly. There's no pipeline. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's dead. Yeah. Yep. So bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, those are um, my kudos. My, I honestly didn't prepare for kudos today either. Yeah. Um, but I'll just, I'll just. I saw Deli Ali uh, went back to training oh, okay. uh, yeah. for the first for the first time since you know. So oh, cool. Just yeah. wish, wish. <laughs> I know it's for Everton, so all that does it. But you know, shout out to Is he still with Everton? He's been talking now. Yeah, is it Everton? Oh, it's on loan. It's on loan in Turkey. Is he on loan in Turkey? Or is he? I don't even know. He's back in Everton. He's back in Everton, but he's not paid for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh he's in he's in I saw I saw pictures with um Amadou Onana, you know, like uh shaking hands with him and um Sean Dyche as well. So Big up to him. Hopefully, uh, he comes back, you know, and gets some joy. I yeah, he's back. He's back in training with Everton. Oh, yeah. cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my kudos. Well, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Go, ahead, go, ahead go ahead, your donkey. Oh no, actually, I have kudos now okay, because okay, okay. I, I thought I thought the results earlier, and it also ties in with something Prince was saying. And shout out to our Liverpool women who did what the men uselessly could not do today. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you, Liverpool women, for beating Man United. Wait. We should have gotten three points <laughs> in the Premier League, the men version. 
the, the ladies are doing well. Uh, from from a, from a, from this perspective, they just got promoted, I think, last season, and they're way behind Arsenal, Chelsea, United. They were underfunded for so long. They didn't have their own training ground. They didn't start playing in the stadium. They've been they so women. Yeah, Liverpool women. They didn't have the training ground until the season. And they, they were underfunded. Like the, the, that's what we say when, when we talk about our own owners and we say, oh, these guys are also a bit as bad as Glazers. We know what we're saying. Mm. Because the, the owners sold their training, they sold Melwood, and they went to buy it back under pressure and bought it back and said, okay, let's buy it and give it to the women's team. And they bought it as a loss. They sold it and bought it back at a loss. So that's one of the things the media won't hear about that, of course. But Liverpool are doing well. You know, when you're doing well, it covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> so they yeah. have their own shortcomings too. Yeah. It's not like they're very bad, but they have their own sins. So yeah. that I digress. Um, the ladies team for Liverpool, the ladies team for Liverpool FC, they beat Man United 2-1 today. Fair play to them. They're, I think they're in the top four now. I usually watch their highlights. Um, unfortunately, we don't get to see lots of their matches on TV, but shout out to them. Kudos. Okay. Donkey. Donkey. Referees. <laughs> Yeah, the PGMOL, Howard Webb, all of them. Sorry, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to slam them. I'm going to slam them again. Um, he came on the screen recently. He has this program they do at Sky Sports. They call Mike Talk. So Michael Owen, of all people, is presenting it. Michael Why did Owen. they bring Michael Owen, the dullest, blandest man you can find, who is a wallflower, is the one presenting that show? Somebody, this is somebody who will not question Howard Webb. So of course they unpicked they unpicked this easiest person to, to present it. So you yeah. ask Howard Webb, oh Howard Webb, what do you think about this decision? Our Webb will explain. Michael Webb will say, Oh, that's fine. You will not kick back. Wallflower. So this guy, he comes on this show almost every couple of weeks. They do some decisions, they'll say, Oh, this why we did this, this why we did that. Justify themselves. They rarely say they are wrong. Occasionally they will say, okay, in the Man City game, he said, oh, we got that wrong. The one, the offside that was put, I'm sorry, the advantage play that was pulled back. He said, oh, the referee got that wrong. But the funny thing is the referee got that wrong. Ellen Allard went into the referee's face and was screaming at him. Did they ban him? Nope. No. Did he, get, did he get sent off? No. Nope. Diogo Dalo did something that is way less today. He got to yellow cards in two seconds. Yep. Is that not what we're saying? That shows how bad they are. Yep. So I'm going to keep slamming them until they improve. And this stupid dissent respect campaign has to stop. How can you have more records at this stage? One third of the way through the season that you have last season. That means we are tracking, we're on track for over 100 records this yeah. season. And on and track for over Remember we took a break for World Cup last season. Remember we took a break for World Cup last season. <laughs> exactly. Like what's happening? No, there are donkeys and they'll keep on being donkeys until they improve. This ego that Chucky mentioned. It's true. They need to yeah. check their ego. I don't. I don't get where the arrogance is coming from. You guys are not good at your job, so why are you arrogant? Why do you exactly. have ego? You have no right to be arrogant. You have no right to be arrogant. Why is this ego coming from? Do your job properly, and the yeah. people will respect you. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, I agree. Let me take some comments, Juki, before I come to your. We'll, we'll close out with your with your donkey. Uh, let me just. Uh, Oga, I'm so miserable. You might as well call me Oga Kwame. Whatever. I don't know. I think that's linger. <laughs> She's just hiding. She's just hiding her face. Uh, Prince <laughs> Crystal Palace getting a point from City, being two goals down. Another one is Spurs ladies finally getting a win over Arsenal after eight attempts. Oh wow, kudos! Yeah, shout out, shout out there, man. Um, about you, her, her I'm here. Congrats. I think I think Linger is announcing herself. Yeah. Uh, kudos, Victor Simon and Asisa Toshala. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Big up to those two. Yep. 
Uh, Prince oh, White, Donkey equals Bruno Fernandez for running away from this game. What a perpetual P word. What a petulant P word. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, Donkey, the club, uh, the club owner who suck up on giraffe in Turkey. <laughs> Yo, that was crazy. That was bad. That was bad. That was no, we don't, we don't advocate violence. We know they are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, know they we are don't bad. advocate violence. Come on now. Yeah. We seriously underfunded them. They went down. They went down when our man won the yeah. linger. Liverpool ladies team. Yeah. We oh, really? the they, owners underfunded them. they went they went down. We won the league twice, back to back, and then they underfunded them and they do have football relegated. The ladies yeah. team got relegated. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I understand when I'm why I'm giving them kudos because they came back from so way back, like from the bottom. They came from the bottom. So yeah. Donkey Ten Hag for making up with Varan. Horrible to see that sexy guy back on the pitch, Linger. <laughs> Oh, so Linga, you decided to come out now at the end of at the end of the show, huh? You decided to come out at the end of the show. At least you showed up better than your team. Get out of here. <laughs> it was obviously me. I would never hide. Uh, okay, uh, Chucky, let's close out with you. Who's your donkey? Um, I love the people I mentioned. Really, I mean, they already mentioned most of my donkeys. I was either it was either Mike Oliver or Bruno. Because that intention, mm -hmm. that was very intentional for him to skip the game. You, you can't tell me. You, you can't, thought it was intentional? You can't convince me. Like, because there was no, he, he was <laughs> come overdoing on, it. Come on, bro. I mean, he was overdoing it. It was at the end of the game. You could see, and um, referee didn't, didn't catch, didn't get the bait. The referee was like, yeah, I'm not listening to it. He just kept on pushing and pushing, like, he was recognized. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They like, I don't want to hold seven. <laughs> it was super intentional. It was super intentional. This didn't want any part of that Liverpool game. Uh, so Ben McElroy, like big donkey, man, like big donkey. That's when you you have your your ego and your emotions right in front of you, and you're trying to protect it and prove a point. But the, uh, all I everything all I said was uh, uh, on point, except when he was bashing a United legend in Howard um, <laughs> West. Oh my God! Please, right. please. Other than that, everything was fine. <laughs> good. One. That's a good one. Anyway, guys, thank you guys for joining us on uh, on this on this Footy Fantasy podcast. Again, we're on we're at YouTube at Footy Fantasy. We're on Twitter uh, at Footy AD Fantasy, and on Instagram we're at Fantasy Footy as well. Um, shout out to everybody who joined us in the comment. Linger, you know, thank you, th thank you for joining us in the comment. Even though I'm not buying this whole brunch thing, uh, you're a donkey, you're a donkey, you're a donkey for that. Going to brunch when your team lost. Uh, but anyway, Prince AY, thanks for joining us. This is Mabachi, Ayo, um, Chuki, thank you for joining this Sunday. And my pleasure, my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, it was, it was more, more fun that I didn't hold. I didn't hold seven. So, um, you know, Merry Christmas, joy to the world. Ho, 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 everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. <laughs> see you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.